You are watching <laughs> the Sunday edition. The Sunday edition. <laughs> why do I just have a brain fart? I don't know why why you did, but I need you to you need to pick it up? up. Yes. Okay. So you're watching the <laughs> Sunday edition on today's show. We are going to discuss what Quincy said. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He said a lot. He said a lot. We're also going to get into a lot of white people shenanigans, starting with the reveal of Queen Nefertiti's actual face. Well, I mean, depends on who you ask. Who ask and who and you what ask. time it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot more. <laughs> this is the Sunday edition. We're back. Thank you for staying with us. I am the Revolution, and with me is Miss Ebony Chappelle, writer extraordinaire. How you doing today, ma'am? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. How was your trip? Good. My trip was good. Um, I spent some time in the ATL this mm-hmm. week, just catching up on some business mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, you came at me on Twitter. I did. You came at me about your city, mm-hmm. but I don't care. Okay. Uh, the traffic is horrendous. Okay. Traffic is horrendous. People drive like bats out of hell. I was scared for my life. Okay. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot going on. But otherwise, I had a very beautiful time. And other than the traffic, you had a pleasant experience. I did. I did. I liked the South a lot. Um, not going to drive in Atlanta again. If That's, I fine. It. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Everything is fine. We, we don't mind that. Yeah. We don't mind if that. If I can get around that. We don't mind that in ATL. Yeah. So, uh, listen. I, I You know, I like banter. I love banter. But this mm-hmm. week, we have a lot going on we have a a whole lot lot. so let's jump right into it uh first and foremost let's talk about quincy jones's article and y'all listen y'all crazy ass uncle quincy yeah yeah wow out oh my gosh so i read the the gq piece Uh that came out before the vulture piece and i was just like oh man he's really going there and then this new one drops Uh uh-huh and you start off like you start off. Michael Jackson is a dirty thief. Okay, now like okay. before anything, he's like he a dirty stealing thief. And I'm like, what? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so okay, okay, okay. Let's before you <laughs> unpack all of this Listen. and throw this out. I want to start with the first thing that that caught my attention that cracked me up. He said the Beatles were the worst musicians oh, ever. So. Is it the Beatles were the worst musicians? This ever? is this is what I'll say about that. Yeah. Um, I am not a musician. Okay. But I appreciate music, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily disagree with what he said. Yes. As far as them being like awful musicians, they were extremely popular. Yes. They, you know, started a cultural phenomenon, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. But if you're talking like putting them up against other, just like. Yes. Killer musicians like it. That yes. it's just not there. If you put them up against decent musicians, it's not there. Like yeah. here's here's what's funny. Like let's let's be very serious when we talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. Quincy says something that was very interesting. He said, "Hey, what was them um that band that uh um Eric Clapton had, and they were like Cream? Yeah, them boys could play. And guess yeah. what? If you listen to Cream, 
Cream could play, man. Eric Clapton, them boys. Well, they I mean, were he's a guitar guy, so I'm yeah, like, and yeah. He's, listen, Cream was amazing, and he said Paul was a terrible bassist. Let me say this. <laughs> listen, listen. Let's let's be very real. It was here. Rough. It, rough. I don't think it was very rough. It was life affirming for me mm-hmm. because to hear a virtuoso of the last how many years he's been in the game now sixty. Yeah, S- something yeah. like that. Like he's eighty. I would even go into say seventies because he started as a young child. Yeah, like he, he was, was not young. even old enough to be doing what he was right. doing. Right, he was very time. young. So yeah. let's okay. So I, I feel comfortable saying let's say sixty. Right, okay. let's say sixty. He's eighty-five. Yeah. He will be eighty-five. Mm-hmm. So um, he says this, and I've always said that. Like I listen to their music, their music became popular because of production techniques, and that was George Martin. George Martin is the one who introduced a lot of the breaking and cutting edge production techniques that mm-hmm. the Beatles were associated and known for in their music. Um, and then, obviously, the songwriting ability of Paul and John. Outside yeah. of that, them niggas was basic as hell, fam. Really? It's like you just pan the rest. <laughs> like, I think there's a, there's a funny episode of The Simpsons for all okay. my Simpsons fans. Uh, Marge, before she was Marge Simpson, Marge Bouvier, Marge Bouvier. was uh-huh. obsessed with Ringo. Ringo. She used to write yes. him letters, and he finally wrote her back mm-hmm. after years. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. And that was always just such a funny thing because yeah. it's like a little offbeat. Like, she's obsessed with Ringo of all. Yeah. And that's the joke, though. <laughs> of, yeah, of all the, the Beatles, she was obsessed with Ringo. Yeah. And I love that he actually had a comment where he said uh, Ringo could not play. I can't remember what part it was, but it was a, 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 a I wouldn't say a simple Mm-hmm. Um, set, but it it was it was simple enough that they thought that Ringo was able to. Oh do my it. gosh! So to actually reference that for those of you that haven't read the article, um, he goes on. They were no playing motherfuckers, worst musicians in the world, etc., yeah. etc. Et I remember once we were in the studio with George Martin and Ringo. Uh, Ringo had taken three hours for a four bar thing he was trying to fix on the song, couldn't get it. They said, you know, mate, go and take take your take a break. Take a break. Come back. He comes back. He's like, oh, this sounds good. He's like, because you didn't play it. <laughs> you didn't play it. We brought in somebody else to play it. Literally that. brought in a session musician. <laughs> and I've watched several documentaries about that. How many session musicians come in, play parts, get paid, and their part is famous. Yes. And this guy gets the notoriety and yeah. they got a little check. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I didn't have a whole lot to disagree there with the Beatles. Nah, nah, that okay. one was pretty, pretty dead on. Okay, now yeah. let's move on <laughs> to probably the scariest thing that he said when he said he knew who killed JFK. So that blew me. <laughs> that blew me uh-huh. for a few different reasons. Uh-huh. Um, Honestly, when you think about it, when you're someone like Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. you have literally rubbed shoulders with everybody. Everyone. That's anyone yeah. on the planet yeah. Earth that's famous, yeah. dead and gone mm-hmm. over the past seven decades. It does not surprise me that he knows who killed Kennedy. Yeah. I feel a little uncomfortable for him that he just casually... Yeah, it was the the one guy. I wish I didn't know that, but I know it. Right. And that was kind of wild to me. You know what made it... What made me go, huh, I believe this is because <laughs> he he's a jazz musician first and foremost, uh-huh. right? Yeah. He's playing in easily one of the biggest eras for jazz music at his height yeah. when JFK is killed in the 60s, right? He's played in New York. He's played in Chicago. He's played in Philly. He's played in mm-hmm. Dallas. He's played in L.A. And he happens to get killed in Dallas, which is a serious mob town where a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And, and he's, be, you know, BFFs with Frank Sinatra. Yes. And, um, like... 
Come and on so now. what? Who, who did he say? What, do, do you have that? Uh, he said that it was uh, Sam Giancana. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Yeah, my tell you, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, the connection between Sinatra and the mafia and Kennedy. Uh, yeah. And it was about getting those votes. So. And I've always, I've always felt that uh, the the patriarch of the Kennedy family, uh, Joe, and that whole thing that he wanted to use his mob ties because a lot of people don't know that Joe Kennedy made his money with the mafia. Yeah. He uh, molasses yeah. running from Canada and mm-hmm. uh, Cuba. Um, he was a, an Irish guy. His mother owned a, a bar slash um, hotel. Hmm. And he ran a lot of that liquor through there. Through there. Wow. Uh, and then he is the guy who's known for corrupting the stock market. He crashed <laughs> the stock market. Uh, wow. Yeah. He's, he's notorious. He's nefarious. Mm-hmm. And so uh, his son, who died during the war, competing with Jack, honestly, uh, that was supposed to be the golden boy. He was supposed to be president. They were grooming wow. him for president. And so okay. uh, after uh, a little bit of reclusion from Joe Kennedy Sr., he came out one day and he said, uh, J- Jack, you're up. And he pushed him to become president. And in one of the most narrowest margins in U.S. politics history for the president, he wow. won. And, you know, a lot of people assumed that it was Joseph's uh, connection to the underworld crime organization so well this would all seem to validate that whole situation i I honestly think it does (laughs) i I think that that there is the the trifecta of the mob the government and um what what does your boy call himself he's a patsy and a bunch of patsies you know that was there to kind of throw you off the trail but mm-hmm. i i kind of want to say that you know uncle quincy's right on this one i think he's right i, I think he's right i think I, he's dead on with I think he's dead on 100 percent of the things he said okay <laughs> uh now speaking of dead oh. on you guys have a quick comment yeah okay Mathis. he says the beatles were a manufactured group nobody believed the backstreet boys were the best singers the beatles were that of their time absolutely I, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And you could go down the list. You have the Backstreet Boys. You have NSYNC. You have One Direction. All these other groups. All of them. Manufactured. New Kids on the Block. Yeah. Yes. New Kids on the Block. I mean, uh, that's the Steelers from uh, New Edition. Should have been New Edition. Should have been that famous. But that's a whole other conversation well, for another day. Yeah, they were white. Uh, yeah. But Mari Star still put them together. So that just goes to show you that, like, oh, black, oh, that's pretty good. Make it white. Oh, it's a phenom. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. here's the other thing, though, right? Like, you had the Monkees, you had the Partridge family, you had all these groups mm-hmm. who weren't real groups who were selling millions of records. So, yeah. I mean, the Beatles were at the forefront of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, Michael Jackson, let's go right <laughs> into the one that you, you started out with, <sighs> MJ. Uh, yeah. He clearly, let's start with that... He was a song thief. He was a song thief. Um, I am a huge MJ fan. We actually share the yeah. same birthday. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so, you know, have that connection. But honestly, that didn't. I know that's not a real connection. Let oh, me man. let me have my moment, okay? Yeah. Let me have my moment. Okay. So, honestly, I, I agree with Quincy here. He would know if anybody would know yeah. if, you know, these things happen. I believe him. It's. 
unfortunate, but no, it's not. Let's yeah. let's let's be real here, right? That's not. <laughs> Why that is it not unfortunate? It's not unfortunate because. First and foremost, right, uh, I'm glad the Reggie Mathis is watching, right? Mm-hmm. Anyone that knows me, Joshua, who's my favorite musician of all time? Prince. And with that being said, Prince is one of the biggest swagger jackers, song thieving, style thieving. Like, listen, listen, it's all, there's nothing new under the sun. You're going to take a vibe from here. You're going to take mm-hmm. a riff from there. You're going to take a little swag from that. And some yeah. people like Mike, I can believe Mike was like, that's really cute. I like how he did that. You know what, though? I'm going to take that shit and make it dope. Watch. I'm going to put a different bass line. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to grab my junk. I'm going to put a... <laughs> I'm going to put all that shit on I it. I can't stand you. I'm going to put it out. I can't stand you. And it's going to be a hit. And they're going to all forget about it. Like... Okay, yeah. here's another one. Michael wasn't the first person to do the moonwalk. No, but then I, here's a whole other thing about that. Yeah. Because he was good about pointing out where, like, certain inspirations came from. Like, anybody who's following him knows, okay, he was highly inspired by James he, Brown, Charlie yes. Chaplin. Yes. But see, street dancers. Yeah, but he never really gave the certain Nicholas Brothers. people in his time credit. Michael always went back and said, it was the Nicholas Brothers. Well, we like charming. who in his time? We were charming. Like, legit, the dude from Shalimar. Okay. The dancer from Shalimar, because it was the uh, old boy, uh, Howard Hewitt, uh, Joey Wally, your auntie. Uh, My auntie. Your auntie. You looking like you want to start singing about new I love actually, right now. And she follows me on Twitter. Does so she? I was very excited by that because I love Jody Wiley. <laughs> well, there you go. So, yeah, you there looking you go. real Jody is <laughs> Yeah, I've been channeling that whole era lately. I don't know what's going on, but. Tell me. <laughs> Hasta la vista, baby. You are so petty. She got the earrings on. So petty. She showed the earrings. Let's see. Look at the hoops. Big hoops today. The the Jody Wiley hoops. She's Louise. Anyways, so so he (laughs) he had it. He he actually did it. I I can't don't don't quote me on this, but I want to say Soul Train. I want to say something. He did it. Mm -hmm. And you know, but you know, like you said, it's been a street dancer move. Like a lot of people, you know, Mike just put the stank on it. He put it on yeah. the biggest platform ever, mm-hmm. Motown 25. Yeah. And the rest is history. It's Michael's now. You know what yeah. I mean? It's Mike's now. Yeah. And it sucks when you have like such huge personalities like that because you mentioned yeah. Prince. This is yeah. something that Beyonce has also been accused of multiple yes. times. And it's just, I think it's just kind of the nature of the beast. Like you have this enormous talent. Yeah. Then this person with all this like allure around them. Yeah. And they kind of... I don't know to describe it. I feel like they just like suck stuff up around them and then it just becomes theirs. Like it's just kind of the way it goes. Absolutely. You know, um, one of my favorite musicians, Jimi Hendrix, uh, all along the watchtower, right? You know this song? I don't. Okay. It's one, it's probably one of his signature records. Mm-hmm. He didn't write it. It wasn't <laughs> his record. It was Bob Dylan's song. Mm. And Bob Dylan was like, Hey, it's, it's Jimmy's now. It's not yeah. my record no more. It happens like that. And Jimmy took it and he owned it, you know. Yeah. And, and the same thing like with um, the Motown era, the, a lot of them were singing each other's songs, but they weren't their songs. It was mm-hmm. the Motown writers, and they're like, yeah. "Ah, you didn't make it. Uh, give it to him." And yep. Marvin took. I heard it through the grapevine from 
uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips, mm-hmm. and it was oh I heard it through the grapevine. It was all up tempo and, completely and different listen, song. he put that arrangement on it. Yeah, he slowed it down. He put that sex on it. Yep, and I don't know about that sex because we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Listen, we're gonna talk about all the. We're sex. gonna talk about all the all you, the sex. You ready? Okay, for, okay so <laughs> so and then and then Quincy came at him for his uh, plastic surgery, and he called him out on it. I, listen, yeah. everything with the Michael Jackson, I believe it. I believe it. I too. believe one hundred percent that he called him out because he loved him. Like you, I, if I call you out, I love you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If I call you out, I love you. If I don't, I really don't like you. You know, like yeah. it's like mm, go run into that brick wall. So, <laughs> you know, go run <laughs> but, into it. You know, it. hey, it is what it is. And I mean, Quincy was like his dad. Like Michael wanted Quincy to be his daddy. Yes. So. Yes. I totally believe they had these conversations about not only him being greedy and not sharing songwriting credits, mm-hmm. but, you know, chopping up his face <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's like, why did it have to get to that point? But that's, of course, another conversation. That's a whole other conversation. Day. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get to the sex then. Oh, the sex. You ready to get to the sex? Yeah. So, uh, word word on, uh, on, on these here streets. I can't even get it out, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's, here's what's funny, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not tripped up. Because of the the fact that it is in the the realm of homosexual uh, sex on hidden download, whatever it is that you want to call. Well, the, the... I wouldn't even necessarily call it hidden or download. Okay. I just think it was not publicized, right? Because um, somebody had to remind me that uh, Richard Pryor actually alluded to all of this in his stand-up and i was like that must have went completely over my head because i don't remember that uh marvin gay that didn't surprise me whatsoever i think um when it comes like their sexual behaviors and like Mm -hmm. activities they were into it was well known amongst the crew if you were in that community but for your average person they probably wouldn't have known um that that was going down but i i wouldn't necessarily consider it down low no, oh well, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Well, no. he, here's the, here's the interesting thing for me, right? Is I, I was very shocked, but Marlon Brando slept with so many black men. That was the, mm-hmm. you know, it's like he just was going mm-hmm. around collecting himself some little nigga figurines, like he oh just was, lord, here we he go, his little <laughs> nigga sex. <laughs> figurine collection. I, I think I think uh, that, that it was James Baldwin. James Baldwin. I think honestly that it's by nature of the community that he was a part of because if you go back to that first Quincy interview, like he was around all the time. Like this was like the crew. Like that's who they ran with. He had a preference. Apparently, he liked black guys. I mean, I'm not gonna knock him for that. I like black guys too. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe that's just how it went. So you get it. I so you get you I, get why he was there. I get it to a certain extent. Uh-huh. I mean, that's just the community that was a part of. But then I also wanted to point out um, that Richard Pryor's uh, widow is yeah. backing up these claims. She's like, yeah. absolutely, that happened. Yeah. And apparently there are some diaries where he is writing down all of this about like his sex life and all the different you know relationships he's been in. And mm-hmm. she's going to publish them. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I necessarily want her to, to publish this stuff. Okay. Like, what... I want to know, did they have a conversation before his passing that allowed her to get to this point? Or I okay. don't know. Well, here, let me, let me, not, maybe it's a parallel to this conversation, right? So I want to know why is everyone so offended, though, mm-hmm. uh, on social media that Quincy is spilling the tea on this because yeah. people are like, that, you know, those are dead men. That ain't nobody's business. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, 
But you all live for Wendy Williams. Yeah, for you her. You all live for gossip. And, you all, and like, she's on a whole nother level because when she says this stuff, it has a twinge of uh, homophobia and, you know, yeah. disrespect to it. I mean, Quincy was just running off at the mouth. I didn't really pick up disrespect from him. I think Neither I, did I. No, I think a big part of the reason why people are so upset is because it's confronting this idea that they have in their head about yeah. who these men were yeah. and ideas that they have in their head about what black manhood is. It's like black manhood is like you can't have a sexually fluid life. Like that's yeah. the antithesis mm-hmm. of what they consider you know, a black man to be. And I just think that that's frankly unfair. And furthermore, it wasn't like, it wasn't off base for them anyway. Like Red Fox, there was actually something I wanted to bring up. Um, Red Fox had a really good friend that actually uh, performed with him Mm -hmm. a lot. She was a trans uh, performer, Sir Lady Java. Mm -hmm. Very much so a pioneer as far as uh, trans black women are concerned here in the United States. And that was not a hidden thing. Right. Like, Red actually went to bat for her because in L.A., they were saying, okay, you're not allowed to perform. You're not allowed to impersonate a woman and perform that way. So he, like, stepped up and was doing whatever he could to help protect her. So it wasn't like this was a hidden thing for any of these people. This is how they live their life. It just wasn't publicized right. for everybody to know. Well, and here's my thing, right? I, I looked at this and I said, hmm, everyone seems to be very upset but I thought that this would be something good for the community when you go, hey, here are some heavyweights. Mm-hmm. These guys are giants. Yeah. And the, listen, we're talking James Baldwin, mm-hmm. literary titan. Yeah. We're talking Marvin Gaye, R&B mm-hmm. soul virtuoso. Yeah. We're talking Richard Pryor, the man practically birthed comedy yeah. From him, from Richard, it hit the reset button, and everyone else was yeah. doing it. And you know what's yeah. very funny about that? Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but you know he and Eddie had a uh, falling out hmm. over his stand-up about the gay community. I did not know oh, that. Oh yeah, please look into wow. that. He said, "Eddie, okay. you're very insensitive." Mm-hmm. He said, "You shouldn't talk like that about uh, yeah. that community," and he. And what's interesting is is that it's the, the conversation that I read seemed very edited. I, I didn't know it at the time, but I was mm-hmm. like, this doesn't I would I didn't use the word edited at that point in my life. But when I got older and I went back, thought about it, reread it, I was like, This is highly edited. Yeah. And I think that he probably approached him like, How can I be your idol? Mm-hmm. And I'm this way. And you're going out on stage and disrespecting this whole community. Oh, I mean, this whole... And I, yeah. but do, you, do you know, Eddie, I'm that way? And of course Eddie knew. They were so close. I think he knew probably after that conversation. Probably, probably. Well, maybe he and heard... Then, he probably heard rumblings. Maybe, but then even uh, Richard Pryor's daughter came out and refuted all the claims about Marlon Brando and was like, that absolutely didn't happen. I don't know what she's talking about. She was not. Didn't her mother, isn't her mother the one with the memoir, with the the diaries? I think that that is um, a marriage after Okay, I can't keep all of Rich's white women straight. Me neither. I can't can't keep them together. I can't keep all his white broads straight. I can't keep them together. But long story short, she claims that the widow is just using this to try Uh, to promote something that she's trying to do. But she did confirm, however, that her father had a trans girlfriend at some point. Okay, so, the same difference. Okay, yeah. so we got a, a couple comments <laughs> here. The uh, Reggie Mathis on, on this topic, mm-hmm. he said Marlon was what they call a power bottom. 
<laughs> what? First of all, first of all, how do you even know that? I could have been somebody. Oh, I listen. I could have been a power top. Listen, I'm not going to get into all of that, but I I I assumed I assumed no, no, that cut off was, what Sorry. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. No, it's too late. Go ahead. It's too late, Jody. I'm sorry. You go ahead and do you, Jody. I was just going to say I assumed that they were all like versatile. Like when I was just making up shit in my head, I'm yeah. just like, well, they probably, you know. Yeah. You take Tuesday, Thursday. I take Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't know. Just you know. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him an orgasm. He can't refuse. Listen, I can't. I can't with you right now. It's what I can't do. (sighs) You never go against the five homosexuals in our club. Madness. Never go against them. Never go against him. Mm-mm. James Baldwin is, he's actually the godfather of this circle. James <laughs> so? Said so what y'all think this is going on up in here, huh? James is a little... Listen, <laughs> yes. He was, he was as running. raw as they came. Oh, he was raw. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the rawest... <laughs> when you had another comment. Okay. Mm-hmm. She said the nerve of Eddie and he got Johnny Gill living in his guest house. First of all, listen, my mom would be so upset right now. My mama still got her crush on Johnny Gill to this day. She is in love with that man. And I'm like, mama, listen, let me help you. Let me help you understand. Mr. Rub you the right way was rubbing with the right way. Hey, that's grown folks business. That's grown folks business. You know what I always attributed to? I'm going to tell you this. This is why I called it. This is what I called it for years. Uh, Everybody get ready for this. I call it Hollywood Vampires. Hollywood Vampires. Hollywood Vampires. Let me explain why. Okay. You're a vampire, and you've lived for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. After a while, the, the themes that you were into when you first started out gets born after a while. you like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I didn't had every titty imaginable. I didn't grabbed them all. I didn't did everything on the sun. You know what? It's time for me to switch it up. I think wow. I want the taste of some painness. Wow. Right? Wow. And you get, okay. that's when vampires, that's why it's always, they're so, vampires are sexually fluid. They they come yeah. in and they get anybody. They bite you on the neck and it's, uh, they bite wow. people and they just, it's all sexual, right? Yeah. So, Hollywood, you get all this money. Mm-hmm. You first get in, you out here. <laughs> Let me get all the titties. Let me get all the bitches. Let me get all the holes. <laughs> Bring them all to me. All right, Charlie Murphy. No, that's Rick James. All right. Bring them all to me. Bring them in the room. Right? And after a while, you you get bored of that. Okay. And then somebody come in with that pain. And you like, you know what? This don't look so bad right now. Let's let's see what all the hubbub bub is about. You know what? And I think think Kenzie would definitely agree with you on that point. Because for people that are so like gung-ho, like, oh, I'm just 100% straight. I'm like, are you sure? You sure about that? Are you sure? You sure about that? I don't know. But I think more than anything, this has opened up a conversation of people really being real when it comes to sexuality. Like you yeah. cannot if you 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 do what you want to do, you cannot impose this, whatever it is, upon other people and then make, you know, these crash judgments about who they are just based on who it is they decide to sleep with in their free time, like yeah, okay, well, yeah. now let's talk about crash, 
would you say? Uh, judgments. Judgments, right? Yeah. And people backing them. Uh, so something <laughs> else was dug up here. The, oh. You know, your people on black Twitter decided wow. to uh, reiterate and say that, you know, since Quincy out here spilling tea, why don't he tell the truth about him molesting Tevin Campbell? And Tevin Campbell came out and said that that was not was true. Like, it's not true, man. It's, it's not true. It's not true. Why don't y'all shut up, man? And my thing is, because I've heard that. I've heard all kind of crazy stuff about yeah. Quincy. If you ever get bored, which many of us have, you go down Black Illuminati YouTube, <laughs> you are going to run into some very Listen, crazy shit. You're going to run into some crazy shit. All types shit. of shit out there. All types. And then you just leave and you don't want to you don't want to watch nothing. You don't want to listen because you're just like, oh, my God, everybody's bad. And then you think about it. And you're like, how ridiculous is this? Somebody in a mama basement hopped on YouTube, made a slideshow. But he knows the secrets. He knows all the secrets. He knows all the secrets. I call it Hotep Tube. <laughs> Hotep Tube. That's it. That's <laughs> Hotep, it. It's Hotep Tube. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Woo, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. So, so to, to wrap that all up, how... On, on uh, from zero to one hundred percent, being like totally one hundred. How one hundred do you think Uncle Quincy was? I feel like he was very one hundred. Me too. There's no reason people are like, oh, he's trying to sell, you know, his yeah. new stuff that's coming out and blah blah blah. I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't buy it. You don't I don't buy, buy it. it. I think okay. he's just gotten to the point. He has gotten up there in age. Like you say, he's going to be eighty five soon. Yeah. He has no reason. To shut up about anything. No. In both of these interviews, yeah. if you pay attention in fine print, they say it was edited for brevity because they were there for hours on end listening to this man just ramble on about God knows what. Yeah. And it's all good stuff. So now they have to condense, like, let's try to smash this down into a right. little bite sized piece. So I just think he got comfortable and got to running off at the mouth yeah, and said whatever you, came to mind. You like Brazilian music? Do I like Brazilian music? <laughs> oh, God, here we go. So, a <sighs> uh, couple comments here. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dion Sims, again, I agree with uh, Ray Vote for once. I think the celebs get bored sexually and they become trisexual. Tim Tri. was the first person I heard use the term trisexual, by the way. What? Hold on. Tevin Campbell used the word trisexual. Hold on. Listen, Dion, send me some receipts. Yeah, because I don't I need to I don't remember seeing that. See, cause he was out here talking about can we talk for a minute? I wanna know if you wanna try something. Hold on, what? Don't worry about it. So <laughs> like, you, help you me were catch really up. you were like, wait, what's happening right now? What is happening? You were like, Okay, like, wait, I feel like on. I missed something. You did. So, uh, <laughs> Reggie Matthews oh says, uh, Uncle Quincy is a thousand. He is on Listen, one thousand. Yeah. And we finally given Quincy the mic. Yes, he <laughs> said he would try anything. Kevin said he would try anything. In the song? No, sweetheart. Just period. Oh, like okay. All right. So, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, no worries. I need to be caught up. <laughs> Absolutely. So, speaking of getting caught up, uh, how's your history been as of late? My history? Yeah, do you, uh, you feel like you're a pretty astute person when it comes to history? You know, for the most part. For the most yeah, part? For okay. the most part, okay. yeah. Um, question. Um, <laughs> what is your geography like? My geography is fairly good. It's fairly good? Fairly good. Okay, are you uh, competent about the continent of Africa? I feel like I am. You feel like you are? Uh-huh. Okay, how about um, just conjecture, pure conjecture here. 
what would you hypothesize the indigenous population of, let's say, mm, North, East, mm, Africa would look like, let's say, 10,000 years ago? 10,000 years yeah, ago. Yeah, what do you think those people um, would look like? Those people would look like they had been out in the sun okay. for some time. For some time? And they, you know, probably had some interesting features, seeing as though there was a lot of trading going on and ah. mixing of ethnicities and whatnot. So, so, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, on the Today Show, I believe this was Monday, mm -hmm. uh, some white man was telling some uh, <laughs> other white people mm -hmm. uh, that they have the face, the true face wow. of Nefertiti. Uh, let's, let's see what this reveal looks like here. Wow. What we got? Oh, uh -oh. it's up there. Here we go. Oh, wow. Wow. So, you know, this looks like your girlfriend, Ray. It looks like the girlfriend, Rachel, like she dressed up for Halloween. <laughs> Seriously. Hold on. I, I don't want no. Rachel Dolezal shade on, on this show. I'm okay? saying, though, ain't you happy? She looked like royalty. Look at her. Rachel is royalty. Don't try. Listen. It. Don't try. She's a strong black woman taking care of her black Listen, kids. Listen, and this is no. this is a whole other topic for another day. Not going to do this with you. Look at her. She is. So. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There's a few things. Okay. Let's talk about it. Um, there she is right there. <laughs> She's your queen to be. Like they say about 45. That's y'all president, not my president, not my a queen. vision of perfection. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. So let's just talk about the guy um, that was revealing. So they studied something called Egyptology. 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 Uh huh. Very, very anti black. Oh, thought. absolutely. Absolutely. So anything with that on it, I'm mm -hmm. automatically like tossing away as like it's garbage. The one thing that I think they did from me reading about this reveal, mm -hmm. the one thing that I think they did halfway correct was like her facial structure. Mm -hmm. They said that they actually took the, the mummy mm -hmm. and put it through this 3D scan, et cetera, et cetera, to figure out like where her cheekbones were, the way her nose was, et cetera. Mm -hmm. That... You know, I'm not going to argue with that too, mm -hmm. too much. But the skin tone, that's completely different. That is made up. It's made up. Period. And, and let me, so, let it's me, let, I, I really want to get into this. This is, so there's another, there's another um, happening that happened as well. Mm -hmm. Should I, should we talk about that too and then go into both of them? Uh, which other well, happening? In uh, England. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. in yeah. England, uh, they actually found a intact 10,000-year-old mummy a long time ago, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so, they've always had it, and they called it the Cheddar Man, right? And this is the Cheddar Man here. And so, what happened, uh, ah, I wish that didn't come up because I want to talk about what that, <laughs> what that devil said. But the oh, Cheddar wow. Man, they actually did his DNA mm -hmm. and found that Cheddar Man actually had dark skin mm -hmm. and dark curly hair with yeah. blue eyes. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. this sent a lot of people into a tailspin. What did that uh, white gentleman say? Honey, does this tie make my face look pale? And who is this person? So he, I don't know. That tweeted this. Yeah, but let's put the next comment up there. Uh, Publishing article, Disappearing Whites or uh, disprocessing whites of their homelands <laughs> is wrong 
made worse when claiming science to prove whites never existed. I made a joke of it. It's not a laughing matter, so choose to laugh about it. 2, 9, 18, 7, 16 in the prime. Is it prime or post-meridian? I never... Post-meridian. Post-meridian. Shut the... Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! I asked the questions! But then y'all gave me the answer. I just didn't like yeah. it. So, yeah. don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. This I ain't the, this ain't the time it. for it. it. So, l- l- let's look at this. Let's look at this. Hold on now. Yeah. Let's, let's look at this. When There's a lot to Science to prove whites never existed. But you all just put out there that Nefertiti is essentially non-black. Yeah. And you are saying that science has proven that blacks never existed. We never yeah. did anything of importance. We never no, did any because aliens built the pyramid. Oh, you goddamn right. And aliens. and they used they yeah. used um, their yeah. pseudoscience yeah. to determine that black people were intellectually inferior. Yes. So I'm just like, let's break that down. And then yes. science. I love how it has it in quotation marks. So let's talk about genetics. Let's talk about really, genetics. Let's really get into the genetic d- discussion. That's why I ask what I ask. First yeah. and foremost, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the census is taking how many years every ten every ten years? Uh-huh. Okay, so have you ever looked at the census from let's say the fifties? I have actually. I was attempting to do uh-huh. uh, on my own my family mm-hmm. genealogy, mm-hmm. and I went to the local library that has. There's like a separate library um, where I live, and mm-hmm. they have a, a file cabinet mm-hmm. with like census records and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it was odd because I saw names for groups of people that I never saw before Mm -hmm. instead of it being black white Hispanic like you know typical to what we have today there are all these weird names and I'm like what the hell does this mean what does this word mean and then Mm -hmm. you look it up and it's like quarter nigga half nigga whatever yeah yeah. it's crazy quadroon uh octoroon were those some of the all kind of things like that so here's a funny thing right if you go and look at the census from let's say 1978 40 years ago yeah the country looked vastly different than it does today. Mm-hmm. There, listen, you're talking about a country where Islam wasn't even on the register for religions Yeah, in the 60s and 50s. You're, listen, where the majority, like 80% of the population was white. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't even 100 years ago. Yeah, It's not 100 years ago. So here's what's funny. If we go back 10,000 years ago here, in the Americas, what did it look like? <laughs> it was all what we now consider indigenous Native yeah. Americans, right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So help me out here. If they were non-white people here mm-hmm. 10,000 years ago, yeah. why do they persist to believe that 10,000 years ago, everyone in that area looked like they do now? That's impossible. It's impossible. It's it, you're talking one of the yeah. busiest ports mm-hmm. in the globe, and you st- l- listen, listen. Yeah, they did not look like that. You're talking about an area where, first of all, the Middle East is a construct of the 20th century. It was called North Africa all the way up until some general decided to to rename it the Middle East. Kuwait was not Kuwait. These are all white names. These are Mm -hmm. all American constructs. This is, listen, Minneapolis does not look like in the 50s what it looks like today where every third child is a prince's cousin. They all mixed (laughs) up there. Everybody is mixed in Minneapolis. Exactly. But it's, 
why? What is it with science that they, when they want to prove that a woman is white, and when science proves that something is black, they get upset? Help me. It's honestly, it's it comes down to an issue of uh, white supremacy. Okay. That's exactly what it is at its core. Because when you start to feel white supremacy. Um, and patriarchy and things like that. These systems, as we know them today, they cannot exist without things being in their proper place. So without white people, namely white men having mm -hmm. the power, that system starts to fail. I need for this system to work. So I need to be superior. I need for your gods to be white. I need for your royalty to be white. I need for the majority of this population to be white. So when you pointed out about the census, it's why people are getting absorbed into whiteness. People yeah. that never would have been white before oh, get yeah. to be white now. Greeks, Italians, uh, Eastern Europeans, Eastern Europeans Slavs, were not white. They were not. Listen, they were not white. They were not white. Argentinians. They were not. Are white? You come here. You come from North Africa. There are yeah. people that come from North Africa come over here to the United States. They are labeled white. Yep. Yeah. And, and they yeah. literally separated Afro Latino. To, they have literally relegated us yeah. to just you go over there and then we want all the white ones over here yeah. to make themselves stronger, to make themselves stronger. <sighs> I need for this system to work. If I need it to work, everything has to be white, period. So every so often they let in people. You got something? Uh, yeah. This is the interesting thing about uh -huh. that. Mm -hmm. You can't mix two people of color and get a white person. <laughs> Right, like Don't there's no this. iteration of mixing two people of color and get a white person. Right? Yes, there is. So there's some. You will have somebody that's white presenting, but they are not white. So, so there's some place in history where white people existed, right? No. No. That just how did that, how did that come about? Then evolution. evolution. So there's some place in history where white people existed, right? No. Or else, how would they have be? How would we be here right now? Evolution. Yes. So there is some place in that evolution where white people existed. No. How is that? No. Evolution. Can you explain a little bit more? Okay. Well, let's. We've had this conversation before. So, so let me say this, right? If the Cheddar Man, mm -hmm. right, is a dark-skinned man with curly hair, uh, dark curly hair, and he's the oldest full skeleton in England. What does that say to you? And and one of the whitest parts of the of the wasp, the known white world. Mm -hmm. What does that say to you? That they were there first. Who was there? Dark skinned people. Okay, so then that's only ten thousand years ago. Mm -hmm. So when did white people show up? I don't know. Okay, so let me ask you this question: Have you seen pictures of Africa? Have you seen Africans with fair skin and blue eyes? In, uh, in various nations. Have you um, seen it? I'm sure I have. Okay. So there's tribes uh -huh. that look like East Indians. I mean, East Asians. There are tribes that look very Asian. With the eyes, they look like they can easily be dropped off in Japan, mm -hmm. that they can easily be dropped off in China, right? Okay. There's a bunch of us who have blonde hair. Uh, it, okay, let's get into, like you said, genetics. There are codes in the genetic mm -hmm. makeup. They're anomalies, right? Blonde hair is an anomaly. Uh, blue eyes are an anomaly. Mm -hmm. It's not anything that actually is a white 
trait. They're anomalies. So if you keep breeding those same types of people with the same genetic anomalies, it then becomes a dominant trait. So I hear what you're saying, but they never existed in the place. So first, first and foremost, right? So let me ask you a question. What's a group of people of color that have light hair, light eyes, light skin, that have adverse conditions to the sun? Name that person of African descent that have light hair, light eyes, light skin, that have adverse conditions to the sun. Do you happen to know the answer to that? They have albinism. They have albinism. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. So let me ask you this question. Typically, their hair is a lot thinner. It is, ve it is very much lighter. You're going to either have red hair, you're going to have blonde hair. You're going to have a varying colors because it's the loss of pigmentation. So guess what color eyes they're going to run into? You're going to start seeing greens, you're going to start seeing hazels, you're going to start seeing blues. So if you have those people, who have an aversion to the sun, when you wouldn't just let, this is conjecture, right? But this isn't a hotel, this is actual science. <laughs> I was about to say, it's not hotel. please don't go down the I'm hotel I'm not going down the hotel because it's, it's just science. Because wait a minute, if you want me to believe that there was a group of people who, was, who, was, who exited a, a whole nation and got lost in the desert for four years, but somehow ended up in Poland, Russia, Germany, you want to tell me that those Israelites somehow ended up, and people love to tell me how that happened, but at the same time, when I give them this exact same information, how did those people wanted to find a place where they can live, where they, their skin wouldn't burn, their eyes wouldn't, you know, be pained? So white people are actually not white? No. Okay. They're not. If if everything can be traced back, if they all, if science, we're talking science. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're talking science. If the beginning of civilization have started, the cradle started in Central Africa, started there. And then let's talk about this. Let's talk about Pangaea, right? Yeah. That all of this was connected at some point, right? Yep. So how hard is it to, to migrate from one area over again now? Let's talk about this. Thousands, not even ten thousand. We're talking hundreds of thousands of years. Mm -hmm. We're talking hundreds of thousands of years. I do not believe that. There, listen, there is science, and if you want to, anyone out there that wants to talk the Bible, Miss Chesney, please tell me which one of the brothers had a condition and he was thought of as evil. Was it him? Thank you. Yeah, in Genesis. Yeah, I think that was right? in Genesis. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, it's, the, you can, you can create, you can take us and put together and come up with everything, but you, there is no two white people can get together and create a dark skinned nothing, mm -hmm. nothing. And so what I'm talking is, 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 is science. It's not pseudoscience. It's not fringe science. It's science. And I just find it that the sad part is that like we could all embrace it. And move on and then really have the greatest human existence because we all understand we're all humans. We can all lay down and yeah. procreate and whatever blood type that you have, we can we can swap it out and, and get well and we can be moving towards the utopia. But no, we can't because people want to say that they're being erased when your whole your whole existence has been to colonize, rape and erase. That's it. Yeah. I mean, every nation, name a, name a nation that historic 
waspy white people have not gone into and renamed it and and took it over for themselves. Mm-hmm. Tell me the country. I cannot give Tell you me the an nation. answer. From from China, they did it with they did it with Hong Kong. They did it with India. They did it with with how many nations in Africa? All of them. They did it with Australia. <laughs> they did it with New Zealand. They did it with the uh, with the Pacific Islands. They did, like show me where I'm lying at here. So he's lying. And they're all lying. That woman did not look like that. Sure, her facial features, listen, she looked just like Lena Horne. Yeah. Okay. She looked like Lena Horne. And, and it's like, I can buy that because when you look, when you study how the dynasties came in Egypt, like they started out looking one way and yeah. they looked a, a vastly different once yeah. you get to the times of like Nefertiti or even yeah. somebody like Cleopatra because there was so much intermixing going on. Yeah. So her structure of her face, I totally buy that. But the skin tone, I'm just like, questioning heavily like i really i think that's made up to to fulfill this narrative that egyptologists have about egypt being completely separate from the continent of africa and and let me say this one thing before we have to uh go into a break and then uh jayco will join you here for the next segment uh these same egyptologists in the 1900s and into the uh excuse me the 19th century and into the 20th they were notorious for lightening the artifacts that they found it's 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 history. This isn't this isn't any you know publication. Uh, what is it? Uh, Brother Shabazz <laughs> News dot com. This isn't that. This is this is this is white man's history. I learned this in white man's history. You know yeah. that they go in and that they have changed the color of people because you know you all bought into this. You all bought into Egypt. You all bought into this Egyptology. That it was you because guess what the place that you wanted to worship crumbled into the sea please show me the mighty nation that is greece show me show me the world power that is greece please show me i i will wait man but guess what the persians still exist and they're still the most they're still powerful they now are called iranians yep but they're still persians and they were powerful way back then they still powerful now run up on a persian if you want to that's not something I would advise. Exactly. I don't think you should. <laughs> okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for sticking uh, around. When we come back, Ebony and Jayco will be here talking about shenanigans. About uh, we got some some white people, white people, and yeah, it's, so it's going it's down. Continued. It yes. seems like continuing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back. I am Jay Coe, joining the lovely Miss Ebony, the writer. Awesome. It's good to be here with you today. Yes. You know, I think this is the <laughs> first time 
I have been on screen with you. Is that yeah, right? This is this is the first. We time. are the new look FCN Sunday edition. <laughs> Just like the new look calves, which oh, I was going to talk about. I'm not going to be able to talk about them today, but. The yeah, because I'm like, I'm, I'm not a good partner for that because no, I know nothing about sports. No, not it, would, it, would, it would be an interesting <laughs> playoff of, of that, but uh, we're, no. we're going to go ahead and skip that topic for today. I'll probably bring that up on True Baller Thursday, Thursdays with Reggie Mathis. All right. Oh. However, <laughs> I have just been schooled. Before I go into our topics, I have just been schooled on a lot of um, racial history. But it was a great it was a great piece of information from the revolution and it made me realize that I'm a black man. High five. So for all Welcome home. For all you for all you black women out there who wouldn't date me because I wasn't black, I am. Surprise. Just call me Joshua Dolezal. Joshua Dolezal. Oh my god. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Listen, you, that's your girlfriend, and we are going to hey, continue to clown and her. I am now some black woman's boyfriend. Some black woman's boyfriend. It's exciting. It's exciting times. We'll see what possibilities come about. Yeah. You'll but anyway, well, I will for sure. <laughs> I'm sticking with this line. Okay. It's going to work. <laughs> so anyway. Getting off of black people, let's get on to white people. On to white people. Yeah, because these oh, yeah. people are white. I mean, like, whatever the explanation was, you take a look at these women, they're white. Yes. Uh, so, Kim Cattrall, Sarah Jessica Parker. It's right. rough. Listen. It's rough. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen such a uh, straight-up, direct, catty response mm. From two former, you know, celebrity co-workers then with Kim Cattrall. I actually actually left my uh, documentation um, behind the desk. But basically... I can pull it up for you. I have the if, receipts if you have her ready. Actual, no, here we go, right here. Oh, okay. So here, and I, there's, Thanks, actually, there's actually... Producers are, are on point up yes. in here. I'm going to run down a quick timeline. I'm going I'm to do this real mm -hmm. quick. Of their supposed beef. Beef. Right? Because it's oh, been yes. going on since Sex in the City. It's real. It's it a is real, real beef. So December 2004, there was rumors back then, right? May 2008, uh, fans were delighted when Sex and the City uh, returned, bringing the ladies to the big screen. So the movie came out. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden it was delayed because of salary negotiations, right? So, of course, there's some stuff coming up. You know, Sarah was getting more than the others, blah, blah, blah. December 2009... Again, the um, Cattrall, it says, Cattrall Nixon attended the NYC premiere of Sarah Jessica Parker's movie, Did You Hear About the Morgans? Right? And Cattrall is saying, oh, she shines. She allows you to shine as well. Mm -hmm. So throughout this uh, history, Kim Cattrall is denying and trying to Any support. Beef. Right. She's denying yeah. beef she's and supporting Sarah. She's being a Sarah. very good movie star. Okay. Preserving her image. And this is what the revolution said. She was being yeah. a, a professional. She was. She was being she a professional. Was. So May 2010, um, you know, they, they admitted, you know, you're on set for 90 hours. You're exhausted. Sometimes things come up. I can understand mm -hmm. that. I get tired of folks mm -hmm. at work in an eight-hour day. It happens. It happens. Eight hours can be a lot with some folks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I used to, listen, I'm... I I'm the guy. Cocktails after work. I had this guy that I used to work <laughs> with. He got let go, but I man, he used to irk the mess out of me. He yeah. was a well actually champion, 
And oh I just God. I just used to mess with him just because the worst. But you know we were, hey we <laughs> we would get into it in an eight hour day. Yeah. 2016, Sarah Jessica Parker goes to Instagram. She posts a, a message for Kim. You know, happy birthday on her birthday. Blah blah blah. Then the next month, uh, she talked about um, the 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 response to the birthday post at time. And people were like, oh, wow, we didn't know you guys were friends. Because this whole time we got mm-hmm. rumors coming out that there's beef. Yeah. And Sarah is trying to deny these the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So then she gets asked again on Howard Stern. And then, let's see, 2017, they were trying to do a third Sex in the City movie. But Kim Cattrall had already said, I'm not doing another one. Yeah. She right? Did. Yeah. So then they come, they come up. She talks to Kim Cattrall, talks to Pierce Morgan. And she said Parker could have been nicer mm-hmm. about the demise of the Sex and the City 3 movie. Yeah. Um, and now, now this moment is quite extraordinary to get any kind of negative press about something I've been saying for almost a year of no. And that now I'm demanding or a diva. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden this stuff comes up. Where did it come from? Control is intimating that it came from Sarah Jessica Parker, right? Yes. Which, so, I mean, she is. Uh, she was an executive producer, I want to say, on both movies. Right. And her best friend replaced Kim's good buddy mm-hmm. as executive producer on the show, mm-hmm. Sex in the City. Right. So it would not surprise me that the EP is leaking stuff to the press, like, yo, this mm-hmm. bitch is tripping. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, at all. absolutely. No. Yeah. And so we get to 2018. Mm-hmm. Now, sadly, Kim Cattrall's brother dies. Yeah. Right? So then Sarah Jessica Parker is on. Um, uh, like a red carpet kind of a thing set for for a show, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I sent out my condolences." Mm-hmm. Da da da. Mm-hmm. So control comes back, and she posts on Instagram. <laughs> why people post stuff on Instagram? I, I'm I'm trying to understand why that's the place for these sort of. Why is that the place? We can we can unpack that in a little bit. <clears throat> I quote: My mom asked me today, when will that at Sarah Jessica Parker, that hypocrite. Leave you alone. So she tagged her in it. Mm-hmm. Your continuous reaching out is a painful reminder of how cruel you really were then and now, Cattrall wrote in her Instagram caption. Let me make this very clear. <laughs> if I haven't already, you are not my family. You are not my friend. Yeah. Then she added, so I'm writing to tell you one last time to stop exploiting our tragedy in order to restore your nice girl persona. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That nice white woman shade. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice, hey. The nice nasty. This gave was, it to her. Listen, this was nasty nasty. Like, Kim was fed up. And, and I actually had a conversation off screen, and Ray Volusia brought up, you know, she's in the middle of this emotional tragedy. Mm-hmm. So this was, mm-hmm. this was almost no filter. I would yeah. say no filter if it was an interview and someone asked her about it and she snapped back. Mm-hmm. But you take, there, I want to know. Have you ever posted anything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, that after you posted it, you're like, oh, man, I didn't mean to write that? Most definitely. Really? Most definitely. That yeah. happens? That's, it is. That's never happened to me. I'm a lot better about it now than I was before. Explain and it wasn't that situation that I did a lot. So I don't typically get very angry. It takes mm-hmm. a lot to get me to a certain place. Mm-hmm. But the last time I remember doing it, was because someone had just really taken me to a level mm-hmm. that was like, I could not handle it. Mm-hmm. So I took and I wrote a post on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It was a sub stat. 
the person knew exactly what I was getting at mm-hmm. and they, you know, responded the way that they did. So they hit me up via text and mm-hmm. said something about it. But that was what I felt was like a good recourse at the time mm-hmm. because this person is also social media messy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, they're probably going to post something about me. Mm-hmm. So let me post first. And it was all stupid. I shouldn't have done it. Okay, but, you shouldn't have done it, but yeah. did, was it an, did you post it on accident? You, there no, was a, I didn't it was a, it was a it was a written and I'm sure edited as you are a talented writer yeah. and editor. It was very intentional. Absolutely. Every word was chosen for Absolutely. a reason. Absolutely. Yes. And then you hit that send on purpose. Mm-hmm. I've never one time typed something and then hit send and I'm like, "Oh my god, what what did I just Now no. there have been many times in my life <laughs> when I've been talking to somebody I'm like, "Shit, why did I just say that? that?" And you want to catch the words Where did that come it already fell out your mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm not going to give her yeah. so much of that emotional credit because she posted it on Instagram. Oh no, no, I'm not going to give her that. And then furthermore, when um you start to read about the nature of their relationship mm-hmm. and how strained it's been from mm-hmm. the beginning, Mm-hmm. This is years of built up shit that yes. she's had against yes. this woman. So so I'll give her the yeah. credit that she was professional in the past mm-hmm. because it was making her money. Yeah. But now that she's not going to be making no more money because she's decided she doesn't want to be a part of this franchise mm-hmm. anymore. She's like, mm-hmm. well, fuck it. I, I got nothing else to lose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And she's in her 60s. And not to make this like an age thing, but yeah. when you get to be a certain age, it's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to say what I want to say. So should he? What's that? Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, she looks fantastic. That's good. I, hey, listen. I'll get with a white woman and she look like that at 60. Hey, she's taking care of herself. <laughs> That's that. This is the not giving a fuck. When you don't give a fuck, yeah. you look good. Okay. Because you're getting all of that off your chest. Right you're not Kim. carrying it around. I've been watching her since Mannequin, so. Yes. Since yeah. Police Academy. Since Police Academy. She's doing good out oh, here. She's yes. doing good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I grew up with Kim Cattrall. So... <laughs> Um, so my question to you is, should she have just let that go? Oh, about the Sarah yeah. Jessica should she have done that post? Honestly, I'm not here to police her. I mm-hmm. think she did what she felt was best for her at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, I don't know that I would have done it, but I guess she just wanted to set the record straight mm-hmm. because there's nothing more frustrating than when you know who somebody is, mm-hmm. you know what they're about. Mm-hmm. And they want to purport to be something else to the public mm-hmm. and then to use your thing. So she just lost That's, her brother. So it's like you want to use this as a little thing to help fulfill this yeah. image yeah, of yeah. you as this this nice girl. When I know you're not, I know you to be a certain way to me. And mm-hmm. you're not like she like you said, she's been professional this whole time. Mm-hmm. She's been cool about all the stuff. They got a house. They got a girl's house. Right. All the girls is in the house. Kim wasn't in the house. Right. You need to find other arrangements because we don't want you staying with us. Mean girls. Mean girls. Mean girls. Yeah, so that was a, a, and she said that as a mean girl culture. Yeah. In that in that whole yeah. little what so they always that, call was a family. Her. Yeah, because it could have been way worse. Mm-hmm. It could have been way worse. So. Yeah. That's true. So I and I'm I guess I've been told to, to bring this up from the producers. Uh, impact of sex in the city on black women. Is there an impact of sex in the city on black women? Um, Does that exist? No. Okay. Not really. Not Not really. I remember watching it um, when I was younger just because it would be on. Mm -hmm. Nah, it wasn't anything that I related to. And if you bring it to modern day, like the show Girls, I probably watch half an episode. Can't get into it. It's not my my jam. Do you ever go to brunch with your your homegirls? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And have 
drinks and, mm-hmm. and, and like gossip. Some mimosas. My friends know I love bottomless mimosas. Okay. Where, where'd that come from? My heart. Where'd that come from? Where did the brunch thing yeah. come from? I really don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's just something that, you know, when you start making money, mm-hmm. if none of us are rich. Right. By any stretch of the imagination, but you get a tiny bit of disposable rich in income. Emily. Rich in spirit. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna accept that. But you get a tiny bit of disposable income. You wanna, you know, you wanna yeah. go brunch with your friends. It's like okay. some. Honestly, I think it's something we picked up like some bougie black people shit. Like, well, but that's they did that like on every episode. So. <laughs> they did. So maybe by default, maybe the that bougie in black the women that I looked up to were watching this, mm-hmm. and then that came down to me. But it so was, that was the not impact my, on black women yeah. was brunches brunches what a contribution oh yeah okay i can't forget about the manolo blonics because everybody knew what that Mm -hmm. was because sarah jessica parker completely unrealistic let's just put that out there i read an article today and they pointed out uh she her character carrie made four four dollars and fifty cents a word from the uh stuff that she wrote for vogue somehow has a closet full Manolo's living in this fancy apartment, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, how? And she caught cabs everywhere, completely. Four dollars and fifty cents a word, but she wasn't even writing that much. <laughs> they she didn't wasn't show her writing that much. I guess they implied that she was. They implied that she was working, but I never really saw her. Work. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this calculation uh, real quick. So let's say she's doing like a twenty five hundred word piece, no. which no, it wasn't even that because wasn't she writing like a column? She was writing like a a little a column. I mean, if she wrote a thousand words, that's four thousand five hundred dollars. And I needed I needed my calculator to come. A month that's not covering her brunches, her cabs, the shoes, her rent. That's why she would always get with these guys who have money. Yes, they was funny. So she was. She was fucking for the meals and the shit. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Big, <laughs> right? Big, and I didn't yes. know that. And and I never was, watched and he a was single a baller. episode. He was a baller. I didn't watch a single episode, but she got with Mr. Big. And okay. Big okay. money. So, okay, that, that fulfills the financial quotient. Because I'm like, how is she? You, you get grown and you watch this stuff. Like, how? Yeah. How is she surviving? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. Yeah. So, we're going to move on. Um <laughs> I know we're not supposed to talk about this, but there's another picture of them. Go ahead. Oh, no, it wasn't. That was the second picture? That was it. So we're going to talk about this chick. So I I, I chose this picture because (laughs) Amy Schumer is not funny. All right, we got that out there. Amy Schumer fancies herself this relatable chubby chick, right? Yes. And that's kind of her thing with, you know, well, I I can get away with stuff because I'm a a down-to-earth you know, not attractive, you mm-hmm. know, da 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 da. Which she really maybe plays that up. Right. She plays that up. And maybe there was a point in her life where that was true, right? Yeah. But you get on the cover of Vogue. I don't mm-hmm. I wonder if Carrie wrote an article in this one. Um <laughs> you get on the cover of Vogue with this glam look. You know, mm-hmm. and speaking of whitewashed, look at the face. That that's Lord. a whitewashed face if it I is. ever did see one. She is even Amy Schumer white. isn't that white. She's white, white. <laughs> I am. Like, sculpted marshmallow. Sculpted Shut marshmallow. Up. That's it, right there. I can't. I can't so, do it. Because <laughs> certain things, when you say it, like I get the imagery in my head, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to get that out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be able hey, to forget you that. That's it. That is the description. So, she <laughs> is the sculpted marshmallow, and she, <laughs> she decides she's going to do a movie on beauty, right? Yeah. 
It's called I Feel Pretty. I Feel Pretty. And mm-hmm. so in this movie, she plays this girl who's, I guess, homely looking or whatever is supposed mm-hmm. to be. And then mm-hmm. she hits her head or something. And then she looks in the mirror and she's beautiful. But, yeah. the, but the twist is she hasn't changed at all. Like no. there's, it's not one of those things where she's seeing herself like uh, Shallow Hal. Yeah, no. Where she sees, yeah. it's just, she is the exact same person. She mm-hmm. just sees herself in a different perspective. Yeah. Which as far as, you know, beauty right now and what's happening, that's, I, I like the concept of it, right? Yeah, it's not a bad concept. But. But. First of all, it's kind of who it's coming from. It's exactly who it's coming from. Speak on it. That's the biggest issue. Um, so I saw the trailer mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, this is an interesting concept for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and what prompted me was on Twitter, everybody was going off about oh, it. Yeah. And somebody said, so basically this is about a, a movie about a white woman hitting her head and getting the attitude of a white man. Yeah. Yeah, like you see yourself exactly. just way now, more superior. Now we talk about the effect on black women. Let's talk about the effect of Amy Schumer on black women because black women listen. Do not we love don't. Amy we do not rock with her at all. At all, for several reasons. One, like you pointed out, she is not funny. Mm-hmm. She's not funny. Um, and you know what? I can't even really be mad at Amy for playing the game. She is getting all the money. Yeah, and, and she plays both sides. It's out there. Go ahead and get it. Like, Hollywood is so ass backwards. It makes absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I saw the movie and I thought of what if Hollywood took a cue, Mm -hmm. got a clue, Mm -hmm. and did a concept like that with an actual funny black woman comedian. There were several people that I thought of because when you think about, like, what's, um, like, your basic standard of beauty Mm -hmm. or somebody who is just, like, you can't debate whether or not they're attractive. Like they just pretty much, you know, farewell mm-hmm. across the board. Right. There are a lot of women that don't do that because they have not that they're unattractive, but mm-hmm. they're just not the type that like ninety eight percent of people yeah. are gonna like, you know, find well, all know over them. They're not. They're not the yeah. The, the standard of beauty. No, they're not the standard of beauty. So I thought about some black female comedians. Please, please give who give would the list. actually be pretty decent in a role like that. Okay, you take somebody like Cheryl Underwood. Adele okay. Givens. Okay, well. Those were two of the ones that mainly came to mind. And mm. also, Leslie Jones. Yeah, I like yes. Leslie. Leslie's loud as fuck, but I love her. Mm. Absolutely love her. She is going through this whole thing. Like, yeah. I don't know if you saw on Twitter where she made a stat about sometimes I feel like I might die alone because, mm. like, she doesn't have, like, anybody in her life right now uh-huh. romantically. So then all these people were commenting, like, oh, girl. Wonder if she's looking for say, a black man. I think she is. You might need to hit her up. You might need to hit her up, sliding them DMs. You know, she seems like she's a really fun time. Like she'd be somebody really cool to kick it with. Yes. So long story short, we have something in common. We both work for Saturday Night Live. Yep. See, there you go. She got paid for it though. (laughs) Listen, you were in the room. I was in the room. You were in the room. Not many people can say they were in the room. That's That's all that matters. I had a seat at the kids' table. Yes. Hey. That's a, that's a step, one step in the right direction. Okay. So long story short, I think that it's really played out and it's really lame. Like I'm so tired of this narrative yeah. of the unattractive, homely white mm-hmm. chick and oh I'm so dorky and look at right. me just be dorky and then all of a sudden things work out for me. Yeah. Like I think it's played out and I think it would be like a whole lot more interesting to see somebody else play a role like this somebody who actually has these issues as far as so yeah so let's bring someone that that they that you know all you don't have to do is you know sculpt the mellow 
and yeah. do their hair, and then all yeah. of a sudden they're they're believable. They're passable, attra- right? Yeah, they're passable. Bring so I mean, because you know the the typical thing is glasses and hair in a ponytail, and you take that's glasses it. out and you tease the hair, put a little makeup. It's like, oh my god, she's beautiful. That's it. That's it. And I'm so I'm like I'm so tired of that trope. Like we've yeah. been doing that. It's been done. Absolutely. It's been done. It's been done. Like we need something yeah. else. So I, I think we both agree that this was miscast. This uh, it, it's it probably is a bad. Badly written movie. I'm just gonna say it right there. I think oh, it's gonna be horrible. I, I know it's gonna be and horrible. It was miscast. And yeah. To, to to give it any sort of a chance of success, this movie's gonna bomb. I am yeah. predicting this movie is going to bomb, and yeah. I am here for that. I'm here for it, also, because then maybe maybe something mm. will happen that will just like pop in somebody's head. Like we need to do something else. Well, we she, her her else. Netflix failed. If this movie fails, maybe we won't be investing so much in Schumer. Maybe and not. And we won't have to see her and her stupid friend anymore. Maybe not, because there are other people to invest in. This is the thing. Who are, There's who so are much... funnier, who are more creative. All of that. I love Trainwreck. I thought that was a great, funny movie, but that's the only thing I've ever seen that I liked. Yeah, her. and I did not watch that. No? I did not watch that. Yeah, I don't. Good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, see, this is this is the homely. Look, she's got a, yeah. a horrible shirt, and that's yeah. it. Like, she got, they they didn't even do, even do the, the glasses on her. No, Nothing. they didn't. So they, lazy. They didn't try. So, so lazy. Um, I am, however, mm-hmm. I am happy to see uh, Sashir Zamata has a, has a cameo or a small yeah. role in this movie. Yes. That's as, good as, for as me. As one of her friends, Yeah, right? that, that works for me, uh... Yeah, yes. that's they one little caveat. That. They could have. That probably would have been interesting. Yeah. But you know what? I never really got very much from her on SNL, so I don't even know. Like, is is she funny? Like, right. I have no idea. Like, they never put her in any. Okay, but Amy ain't funny, so she's not. But you know how it is with black people. Mm-hmm. You have to. You can't be. We did this. this we did it. White mediocrity, black excellence. Like you, you what, gotta be super yeah. good. See, that's what they should have done. They should put her in there and have some white guy loving, like chasing after her and loving her. And, she and have that's to get on with trend him. right now. She doesn't have to get that's with him. That's on trend. Right. She doesn't have yeah. to get with him. She can curve him, <laughs> but have him be obsessed over her and yeah. just piss everybody off. Like piss, piss the the Egyptologists and the <laughs> and the hotel and the hotel at the same time. Yes, and yeah, Unity. That. That's the movie. I'm Make writing. it happen. And I'll, I'll go ahead and cash your girl in cause, yeah, just because she just was there. Yeah. So last topic, real quick, um, Ebony. Did you see what's going on with Doritos? <laughs> I saw that. So, Lady Doritos, it was the thing. It became a thing that wasn't really a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is another reason why people, you have to read. Reading is fundamental. Yes. You have to dig a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, um, there was some market research that was done. Mm-hmm. Doritos was trying to figure out. Uh, okay, we notice women. Women don't like this about the snack. They don't like that. Mm-hmm. What can we change up? Mm-hmm. Somehow or another, this all got you know formed into this thing that's Lady Doritos. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Doritos is like, we never said that. We never even, we never did that. Right. I don't know where it came from. They had protests. Yeah. There, were, there were women protesting <laughs> places. I don't know any of about these women. the gender inequality that comes from Doritos doing market research on how people snack. So, let's just unpack that one for a little while. Uh, for a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's, let's do that. Um, Quickly, though. Not for a little while. Not, not for a little while, because <laughs> it is pretty pointless. This is the thing, though. 
I have an issue. I have absolutely nothing wrong with activism. Mm -hmm. I have nothing wrong with protesting. Mm -hmm. They are foundational to our democracy. Great stuff. However, if you have enough time on your hands to go and protest Mm -hmm. damn Doritos. Exactly. You need a life. You need a life. You have way too much time on your hands. I'm sure all your bills are covered. But you know who was protesting? All of that. Who? White women. Of course it was. Like, that doesn't surprise me. They probably had on the pink pussy hats out there protesting the Doritos. And then it turns into this whole thing. You're. Yeah. Listen, white women. It's crazy. Listen. Get it together. You're you're not an oppressed group. No. You're not. Like, in general, you are not. They're grasping for straws. I'm like, do you you want it so bad? You need something. Something to identify with. So Doritos today, we're dying on the Dorito yeah. meal. Yeah, it's sad. Hey. It's sad. I, do you I have, feel bad. Do you have anything for else to say about all these this crazy? Hey, listen. Listen. I love my mom. I love my sister, but they fall outside of the majority of the white women that have too much time on their hands and that have this agenda of we are underserved. We need to yeah. join as women, but then you don't want to help out. Nobody else. Nobody else. Nobody else. The actual else. underserved women, yeah. as in the one that I'm sitting across from, who could tell you stories that would make your hair curl. Yeah. About shit she's been through. I'm not dying on the Doritos. Not doing that. They're trying to market to you for Doritos, and if you don't like them, don't buy them. Don't buy the fucking Doritos. Don't buy the fucking Doritos. Don't do it. I am J. Cole. <laughs> this is Ebony, the writer. Thank you so much for coming Thank on, you. Ebony. It was a pleasure sharing screen time with you. Anytime. It was a pleasure discussing this with the FCN community. We appreciate you guys taking time out to spend with us today. Coming up next at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Speak On It with <laughs> Nikita Shannon and Stacey Majors as they talk love, relationships, and having a good time. Thank you guys for tuning in. Tomorrow we got Prime News, 7 p.m.-ish, and our regular week (laughs) schedule coming up. I'm not going to run through the whole thing. You know it. You saw the commercial. Check out our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook channel. It'll tell you exactly what and when it's coming on. We got so much for you. Have a good weekend. We love you. Peace out.